championship game for the first time ever and previously one and three until the game you go in you have everything you want you're feeling as well as you are as best as you ever have mvp best team you've had since probably your 15 and one team that lost to the giants and yeah that's why he's catching more heat now than he ever has I haven't even seen him catch that much heat. It seems like I've heard a lot. I've heard. I would say on mainstream media. I don't. Yeah. You don't. You know. And that's I, that's I kind of designed for that. Yeah, I was gonna say on mainstream media for what like people actually who aren't just like trying to dive into like sports writers and all that good stuff, but like the people who don't really see it on mainstream media is where he's been catching his most heat for the most he's ever have in my opinion. Yeah, no real reason. I mean he. Lost to Brady and the Bucks. That was a great game. That was oh, a great game. That game and, uh, was, that game was phenomenal. I it was on the edge of your seat the entire time. The biggest sequence was at the end of the second quarter. That that goes differently than the game probably ends up different. That the interception to the Scotty Miller touchdown that changes the game from being fourteen to ten. The possibility yeah, that could have touchdown been 14, at the end of the half had like Jets that Jets Raiders game vibe mm-hmm. when like. The Jets gave up that big hail mary to, to Derek Carr at the end because that should Rose. not have happened. That was terrible. No, that was one. That was one v one. They took a shot. They had taken shots multiple times during the year, so you would have expected them to take another. Like them taking a shot's not uncharacteristic, and Scotty Miller just got behind Kevin King. Yeah, I don't know why there wasn't more help there. Like Kevin that, James, and then so, yeah, and then uh, the end of the end of the game that that last Packers didn't get the ball back. They had. They kicked a field goal, but that third mm-hmm. down before the field goal looked like Rodgers had a chance to score. Yeah. And I can't and remember if it was earlier in the fourth quarter or if it was that same drive. He had someone wide open on a second down play across the middle that he just didn't hit, which is uncharacteristic. Mm-hmm. He just did not throw it open. But uh, So those would be the only two real nitpicks of Rodgers. Other than that, I mean... Played it, I was going to say three touchdowns, one pick. Played a really good game. For me, for in Aaron Rodgers, which is... Showing how great he is, that to me that was a B plus game. Yeah, like it was like he, some spots he didn't come up, but I mean that's gonna happen in every game. Really, it was more so off the three Brady picks, and he played about a C game to me. But um, coming off the Brady picks, you can't go three and out twice. Mm-hmm. You've got to. Anyone will tell you an ever. Brady doesn't like to turn the ball all that over all that often, and when you do, if you don't capitalize with points off of it, you're not winning those games. And if you're not, if you're gonna score zero, especially when you're already down, you're not gonna win those games. Yeah, hard to be Brady without, like you said, capitalizing on points. Um, Want to bring up a topic you kind of mentioned. I've had some discussions with some other people mm-hmm. over the last couple of days, and it's like stats and championship games, not Super Bowls, but championship games. Because yep. you mentioned how Rodgers doesn't have the greatest stats. Mm-hmm. And then Brady, on top of that, really doesn't have the greatest stats in the AFC Championship games Brady, either. Or and now NFC. Now. But Brady has 21 touchdowns to 17 picks, averages about 260 to 265 yards a game. He's 10-4 and four in them. Um, Aaron Rodgers, nine touchdowns to eight picks over them. He's 1-4 and four in his averaging like 260 yards a game. Like Both of them just haven't... The championship game for a lot of people, I've heard a lot of um, former players saying it too. That's like it's almost harder than the Super Bowl because it's like you're all right there, and it's kind of 
I don't know. It's something about like it. You're like you're I mean, so it's a close. pressure building. Yeah, in it's the, a pressure building, and you're so close to your goal. It's like some of them have said that that game was harder for them than the Super Bowl. And for Brady, it has been significantly harder. I mean, not harder, I should say, but he's performed. It's been a bigger task for him appearing, appearing a bigger task. That's kind of the point I want to make. Like, once you get that deep in any postseason, whether it's whatever sport it is, but especially football, when it's a one game situation mm-hmm. and the pressure builds, stats don't fucking matter. Like. That's why when people throw stats at me in these arguments for Brady, which by the way, there's there's no argument against Brady. Like there was never there hasn't been for at least like since who was it, the oh, Falcon Super Bowl? Oh, probably. Falcon Oh, for arguments and stats for the goal conversation. Oh. Like, I mean, come on. It's been wrapped up since the Falcon Super Bowl. Yeah, I was gonna He's say only added to that since then, and especially this past Sunday. If he like if he wins and gets to seven He's so far out there, and the only person who's going to probably have a chance would be Mahomes, as of right now. As for we, the recent, right? That we, that we know now. And uh, and there's no shame in that. No shame in that at all. But my point there, the stats in championship games, it doesn't matter what the stats are. It matters who's making the plays at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And that's that's always been the thing with Brady was, you know, that first Super Bowl, his first year as a starter. Mm-hmm. He was no better than, I don't know who who you point out but he was you know your average backup like limited in what he can do with his arm with his legs uh but always he was always a had solid the a solid game manager just knew the game better right made the right plays and was undeniably clutch like he he there were a two touchdown underdog in that super mm-hmm. bowl i believe like go look at what the greatest show on turf the st louis rams were in those three like, straight mvps on their team they had kurt warner marshall fault kurt warner for mvps loaded on those, offense i was gonna say they they were what the Chiefs are now for uh, people who don't really know. They were yeah. what the Chiefs were now to the two thousand, like the 1998 to two thousand around that time. I guess the overall point I want to make here is, you know, whether it's Brady, whether it's anybody, as we just said, Brady was not the best player on that team for that year, or really even a couple years, really. And even still, the- even when he was the most important, like even when his talent started to match his clutchness if we want to mm-hmm. call it that and leadership mm-hmm. um he still probably wasn't the most talented player on his team he still had like ty law richard seymour players like that Even whatever Asante samuel and those later ones randy moss but what do you hear like across anybody who's describing sports what's the most difficult and important com- uh position in sports we hear from time from other it's athletes from everybody quarterback in the nfl and uh yeah whatever way you slice it whether it's Brady, whether it's Mahomes, whether whoever it is, if you're making the plays at the end of the game, leading your team to a win, that circumvents any numbers, you know, monster numbers, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, even if it was an extreme situation where someone obviously got outplayed, you know what I mean? And, yeah. You know, maybe maybe the only situation was if they got severely outplayed and then someone, and you know, maybe like a Tim Tebow who mm-hmm. would consistently win that year but, like, had shitty stats. Mm-hmm. There is something to that, you know? Um, that's an extreme situation, obviously, if it was like a Tim Tebow verse, like a yeah. Tom Brady type of thing. Like, yeah. But Actually, Tim Tebow and Tom Brady did play. And they met, yeah. Like, and but like, what? he got <laughs> blown out 25 to, or 45 to 10. Brady had six touchdowns. But yeah. Brady punted that game, I remember. That was, that yeah. was, that was yeah. a highlight. Yeah, I think he yeah. punted on third down, which was disrespectful. I don't remember exactly, mm. but the it was thing, a good punt. The thing about Brady is one of them... Obviously, there's other quarterbacks out here that definitely do this, but Brady's just kind of what we were talking about. The thing that sets him apart is 
he every great person has an ego. So Brady has an ego for sure. That's definitely but He's like a six round pick. Yeah, he has a he has a chip on his shoulder and things. But his ego doesn't make him try to be a hero. He doesn't like, try to do too much. Like Brady is fine going twenty four of thirty eight for two twenty two touchdowns, one pick, and just throwing to the checkdown. Like you don't have to always try to extend the play to make plays. That's sometimes where like someone like Carson once got in trouble this year, where he would, or Josh Allen even during the Chiefs game. There's a lot of times where I saw. Which is normal second, for a young quarterback. Yeah, it is normal for sure. But Brady, that's the thing that was unique about him. He did that at a young age. Mm-hmm. But someone like Josh Allen, who all the talent in the world. On the second and eights, throw the ball away instead of trying to stiff arm the left end and then take a 13-yard sack. Mm-hmm. Throw the ball away. Get to third and eight instead of having third and 17 to where your playbook is more condensed to just shotgun trying to chuck it to somebody. And that was the thing with Brady. He just He's not afraid to take the check downs. He's not afraid to throw it there. And that's, I think, what's we'll make sets, the smarter play. You make yeah. the smart play. And the smart play sometimes is getting three yards. And he's not afraid. And he's not... This year has been a little different just because he's in Bruce Arians' offense, but even in the playoffs, you've seen him throw the deep, throw deep less and even take like Leonard Fournette on the check down mm-hmm. or Chris Godwin underneath or whatever. But it really just kind of shows, even though he does have an ego and a chip on his shoulder, it kind of shows how it, his ego is still part of like a team. Con- yeah, he, always concept. the smartest player. Always. Always the smartest quarterback. Like, yeah, I mean, there's rare, rarely times you'll see Tom Brady, aside from the fumble in the Eagles Super Bowl, and then the one that sticks out to me is the uh, AFC Championship game against the Colts. I think it was 06. He threw a game-ending pick. Like, mm-hmm. very rare you see that happen. Like, it's gonna- I remember thinking that, I think I was in eighth grade at the time. I remember seeing that and being like, he actually threw a, you know what I mean? Like, it was the first time like, I can remember seeing Brady be the reason they lost. Mm-hmm. It's very rare. And especially rare. especially when the Eagles won't good just because it's in everyone's recent memory. Mm-hmm. And we still yeah. had a chance. We still yeah. had a Hail Mary oh, chance. Yeah, still but. a Hail Mary chance where Brady's come down to three Hail Marys now, and it's been it's it's been too much. The yep. 2012 one, Gronk, it doesn't have a high ankle sprain. He catches that, and they went on a Hail Mary. But, Maybe, I mean, yeah. that's whatever. They weren't even in that situation with a healthy Gronk. But the thing about... I agree. But the thing about Brady is that, like, on that drive, when he had the ball, when Fle- before Fletcher Cox sacked him, the entire world, including the Eagles fans, were like, okay, we're going to have to go down and try to score again. I remember- there was no single... Like, I was sitting back confident. Like, eh, I'm, uh, I remember saying right before that drive, I remember I remember telling you, Keen, we have nothing to worry about. It's Tom Brady. Been in the situation a million times. Da 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 da. It's Tom Brady. We got we ain't got shit to worry about. And then what happened two place later was that fumble. I was shocked. But you know, sometimes that's what happens, especially in football. And, and you know, the Eagles Super Bowl, that's whatever. But uh, And here the thing about it is if you're in a situation so many times, you're not gonna it things are gonna happen. Like, things are gonna happen. They made a great play. But to go back to what you said, I can't tell you the amount of times this is like the Buccaneers are lucky to have this. I can't tell you you can't put a price on this. How many times, whether it was playoffs, whether it was like a big regular season game, any sort of situation where we needed to win, I can't tell you the amount of confidence and the amount of just like oh we got this when Tom Brady's behind center like I don't even when he was aging whether he was injured the combination of Brady and Belichick but especially Brady on the field like leading you from behind like 
the amount of confidence you cannot put a price on. Like, there was rarely times where I'm like, Tom's not going to come through. And that's the thing. And the times he did, he would come through, and you would just be in disbelief. Yeah, 28-3, Seahawks, Legion of Boom, and those are the 14. Those 10. are the things that separate him and the greats. It's not just him, obviously. Yeah. Separates the greats, like... The Falcons couldn't have fe- the Falcons didn't feel as confident. Oh, Matt Ryan's going to take this home compared to Tom Brady's going to take this. I home. mean, they did. They just they did everything well, possible. I mean, to I lose. mean, and the difference. I'm just saying, like, I don't. The Falcons aren't as confident. I feel in Matt Ryan taking the game home compared to the pay- whoever feeling Tom in Brady. general. Yeah, in yeah, general, yeah. I'm yeah. just saying. I thought like, you meant in that game. No, in that no, no, no. In that game, they could have put in me at quarterback and thought I was going to take them home. Like, like they were up that much and they that confident. That they, whatever. But I'm just saying, in general, like that's why Aaron Rodgers. You feel that Russell Wilson, Mahomes, Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson, like those kind of guys where you like do you have the ball at the end of the game down four? You need seven, and it's like okay, we're going to take us home. Like I, that's why when I see Deshaun or I see Mahomes or whoever in that situation, I'm like, my goodness gracious! Like if I'm playing against them, I'm like. Well, there's seven. <laughs> like, let's yeah. hope they let's hope they kind of make a mistake. Which, by the way, most of the seven. time, like me as a general observer, when I'm watching Aaron Rodgers, I mm-hmm. fully expect him in those situations to go down and score, which <laughs> yeah. makes it all the more shocking when he doesn't. I don't think Rodgers is not clutch or any like anything like that. But you know, there is that's a complete end to the Brady Rodgers debate. They just went head to head in the NFC Championship who came out on top you know what mm-hmm. i mean regardless of what brady threw for picks you know what i mean brady came out on top he continued the drive when rogers could have got the ball back i think they got the ball back with four or five minutes left the bucks correct in the fourth quarter uh no they got the ball but like at the end end mm-hmm. they got the ball back with 205 left did they uh, that's that's why i was so that's why i personally was like why aren't they going for this yeah i would have <laughs> went for it just because even if they don't get it you have brady it was at the eight yard. He would have had Brady at the eight yard They still need to stop. So I understand, like what I understand in the sense, like okay, kick the field goal now. We need to. We still need to stop Brady, and then we can go down and we're gonna score. But I, just, I understand. I'd like like you. I like my chances better with Brady at the eight, making him go however long. Because I think they had two timeouts. They maybe. had a, they had three timeouts and the two minute warning. So yeah. it would have been four timeouts. So really, essentially, they could have let two first downs in depending on how the timing of the first downs came but also it's like the same thing we're talking about it's aaron Rodgers. i trust aaron Rodgers. like i don't like regardless of the fact that first second and third down he didn't get it this is aaron Rodgers. yeah i'm trusting like i i'm trusting aaron Rodgers. like maybe it's aaron bleeping (laughs) rogers maybe if it was like fourth and eight from the from the 35 or something maybe yeah, Maybe like, I, you yeah, know like I mean? if it wasn't at the goal line, like if you but if you're right at like the 32, but you need that and it's like you got a 40 yard, five yard field goal, it's like maybe. And the defense sure. didn't do great against Brady, but like I'm taking my chances from the eight yard line at the end of the game in obvious run situations. I think, you know, I think they could have stopped Brady there, gave Rodgers yeah. one more shot. Which, by the way, if they give Rodgers one more shot there, I think Rodgers wins the game. I really do. Uh, like, like, I, I pick Rodgers versus Brady. You know what I mean? Like it would have came down to who got the ball last. Brady had the ball last. He made the plays to get that third down extended and the game. You know, he did mm-hmm. what he needed to do. Less no. less pressure situation, obviously, but he did what he needed to do. Yeah, and look for sure. He's back in Super Bowl number ten. I I never would have guessed that. I really wouldn't have. I would have guessed if Brady's healthy next year in year two, that's when it happens. This year with Breeze, mm-hmm. um, Matt Ryan and the Falcons didn't do anything but 
he had a gauntlet to go through <laughs> whatever that was he had a gauntlet to go through in the nfc this year for sure yeah so, i mean no I, easy task by tom brady no not at all i can't COVID say season. i didn't expect it because i picked a preseason so i picked this preseason i don't know how i'm gonna now we're getting this. mahomes versus brady if brady part two fucking beats mahomes now like in this super bowl which again this is early but right now i would pick the chiefs ahead of brady not because I want to pick against Brady, but because the Chiefs are really hard to beat. They're going to be down possibly two offensive linemen. I'm not sure. We'll see. They're going to be down Eric Fisher. He definitely tore his Achilles. Word. He definitely. So, um, it's like it's not confirmed, but Andy Reid's hugging him on the sideline. Um, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. He like, he looked like, like he had a he, season-ending yeah, injury. He's definitely. And then Mitchell um, Schwartz possibly could. I think is that going to be out to this game too? But I don't know. So we'll see. It'll I mean, be interesting. Then without one lineman, that's not really going to change too much. Even if that is their left tackle, Mahomes in that offense, they'll find Maybe. something. I was like, all but, depending because I mean it was the same thing when David Bakhtiari was out and JPP and Shaq Barrett had himself five sacks. So mm-hmm. you never know. It. This offense is a little different though. This it, offense, all, the offense, even if you get diff- pressure on Mahomes, as we've seen, you can be up 24-0 on the Chiefs. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. They're they're much like the Golden State Warriors or any team that can shoot the ball well. Any team that can shoot the ball well, you're never out of a game in the NBA. Chiefs are never out of a game. No. So, uh, But yeah. if there's a couple quarterbacks in the league, a couple teams in the league, I wouldn't want to go down 24-0. It's, I wouldn't probably want to do it against that guy, but... But, but we've been up 24-0 with that guy, and they've stormed right back. Yeah. Regular season game, I believe. That yeah, first that season. was 43-40 to 40 they won. That was a great game. Oh, that was phenomenal. Um, speaking of Mahomes, quick work of the Bills. Yeah, I don't have much to say that about that game other than Mismatch. the, the Tyree just... Kill play where he it should have been like a 12-yard pickup, and it ends up being like a 68-yard pickup Jeez. or some shit because Tyree Kill... Is Usain Bolt and Cleats? It seems it's like the most dynamic player in the NFL right now. I've seen a lot of fast players, but he's—I've never seen so many players just like on defense, just naturally backpedal, and then he's just gone. Like before, you can even realize it. He's ten yards further down the field than he should be, the, and then now you're trying to tackle him, and he's just out running you or running by you. The thing you that know? sucks about like he's—he's he's strong, like he's stocky, strong, so like he can take he can take hits. And he's a good route runner, not great, great, but he's a good. Him. Yeah, I was gonna say, but he's a good route runner. But you have to play him so far back that it makes him look like a great route runner because all he has to do is run a six out of ten route footwork wise, and he's gonna get open because he's so fast. And you have to play back off of him, and then you can't play him single coverage. Two oh three in the first quarter will happen to you. Ask Tampa; they know very well what Tyreek Hill can do to them. And then you have the best tight end in football right now. Who is doing whatever he wants, whenever he wants to? It's they're they're a tough team, and they just they go. They did what they would say. They've got they've got one of the most dynamic offenses I've ever seen. And Cole Hartman on the other side too. Yeah. Oh, he's electric, and it's just it's not funny because the Andy Bills Reed, weren't going to do anything with that team. Personally, they just weren't going to do it. It's funny because they were. Yeah, this thing they were up nine zero, but. Yeah, you got to go for points against the Chiefs is the thing. You, you can't you kick touchdowns. field goals. Regardless of whatever, you can't kick field goals. Like, um, that doesn't work. This Chiefs team reminds me, and obviously it's Andy Reid coaching, so it is kind of built the same. But when the uh, the Eagles, coached by Andy Reid, had Vic, strong-arm quarterback, mobile quarterback, and then Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin, burners on the outside. Oh, that 2011 was, team, was it? 
Yeah, I think he even had that. They had that core for a couple of years mm-hmm. too, and then I think Nick Folk even had, or Nick Foles, I should say, not the kicker, Nick Folk. <laughs> Nick Foles had a few years with that, and uh, yeah, differently they didn't win with that. So like the the burner receiver, the smaller, mm-hmm. speedier receiver didn't really like take place as a trend because usually you still want that like Julio Jones type as your number one. But yeah, very interesting to see them like not only winning, but you know killing the competition really with that and then obviously Travis Kelsey in the middle that kind of takes away from that's almost like the New England uh Randy Moss Wes Welker philosophy I'm trying to think who their tight end was in those years like the 07 might have been Ben Watson so they yeah they had a good pro Bowl tight end damn they had weapons that year oh yeah yeah really those three years yeah yeah I mean yeah (laughs) I wish uh, Wish Moss didn't burn out there at the end. Cause I just wish Brady didn't tear his Achilles the next season. ACL. Or, sorry, not yeah, yeah. Achilles. ACL yeah, we, next we probably win the Super Bowl. That's one that we left on the table. That's but, one we left on the table right there. But yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, the Among ch- other ones we've left on the table. We won't discuss <laughs> the, that. This no, is, the you Chiefs. Know, you heard us talk about Brady and Belichick enough. The ch- I was going to say the Chiefs, they're. They're fun. They're they really are kind of. They really are like an NBA. They really are like the 2016-17 Warriors. Like they can just turn it on. Yeah, they're never out of a game. They're just they ever. can just turn it on whenever. It's like all right. They're the type of team that doesn't even matter if if their defense was the worst in the league. They would be at least in the AFC Championship game mm-hmm. still because they because they can get into any shootout and they can win any shootout. Like that's just how it. And Mahomes just, can make any throw. He's he, Mahomes is almost becoming underrated with some of these throws that he makes. They're just ridiculous. He makes them so commonplace where he's like grabbed by the ankles and he's throwing almost no look sidearm down. Like on a rope too. It's, like it's 10, 12 yards on the field. It's insane. It's honestly, I mean, keeping the comparison is kind of the same thing as what Steph does sometimes when he pulls up from 32 and you mm-hmm. get numb to it because it's like, ah, uh, that's just Steph. It's like, guys, that's not. And Rodgers too. You look at some mm-hmm. of the throws from Rodgers prime. And Deshaun Watson as well now. Like Deshaun Watson, Watson has sure. Deshaun Watson has some of those same kind of arm angle crazy throws. I think it's against the Jags. One of my favorite throws of Aaron Rodgers. He's like getting about oh, to get sacked oh. in the pocket and mm-hmm. he's like I think it's like a no look I don't even know, but he throws a dime to a guy who's like blanketed by their D bag and he can't even like see. It's it's nuts. Maybe we'll like blink it or some shit. But uh no. nuts. Yeah, respect all these QBs. Like I hate, I hate. Obviously, it's people who don't watch the game much, but I hate. And this happens in any sport, obviously, but more so the last ten years, especially now. Like it seems like the common fan just knows less and less because all it is is pure like, oh, let's tear down Aaron Rodgers, let's tear down Tom Brady if he loses, let's tear down Mahomes. Like, they're the reason they got to that point isn't just by luck. Like all these quarterbacks are good. Like. some quarterbacks, like some some players, like like James Harden, I would say, when he's got that situation time and time again in the playoffs, and he does get what you could call exposed, like mm-hmm. he hasn't come through ever by himself. So like, yeah, give him the ridicule, but like James Harden's still fucking good. Like it's not like it's people want to make it sound James, like it's your average one, person. He's still one of the top six players in the world and one of the greatest scorers yeah. we've ever seen. Like, and that's exactly it, what ser- separates him from someone like Durant or LeBron. He hasn't come through yet. This year he'll have that chance again. Granted, with more help, but like you know what I mean. Like whatever that's, you guys help. I mean, everyone needs help. Like that, regardless, like that's that. the beauty of sports. Though, is that you can you got the time to prove yourself. That's what the playoffs are all about. Like 
someone wins excuse me it's not by accident you know what i mean so yeah it's like people i i hate when people write quarterbacks or players off early it's like like people now not that this is just a thing but like well lamar jackson per se is like oh he can't can't win in the playoffs he's he's in his third yeah season. that's what i mean like he's in his that, third season like calm down like maybe, i don't want to make myself sound old but like 10 15 years ago yeah even just 10 years ago lamar has that same kind of you know rough start of not i think he was 0-2 that's it yeah, yeah, he was 0-2, and, and then he won a playoff game, and then lost a playoff yeah. game. He haven't played a bet. No Peyton Manning went 0-3 in his first playoff no games. One, I would say 10 years ago, nobody would have even paid attention to Lamar losing those two games and would have wrote it off to exactly what it is, being a young quarterback, you know? No one cared about Peyton Manning until, like, later on, later on. Like, yeah. in the first and he was co- always kind of the golden boy, but, like, yeah, was, you're going you're gonna to earn your stripes. The NFL is a hard league. Then be any league is a hard league if you're going up against someone better, you know? It's when you start losing to people you shouldn't have or, you know, things of that nature, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like bad losses, obvious chokes, you know. Yeah. People but are just getting so, deep. Go ahead. I was just say people are just so quick to judge. Like it makes me think this year, Tua plays his first game, I believe it was against the Rams, plays sixty minutes of football. Next day, I mean this is mainstream media for you, but next day you'll hear ah. Uh, I don't know if two is the guy. Yeah. Maybe they should draft another quarterback. And it's like, guys, it's literally been sixty full minutes of NFL play ever, and what you're trying to tell me is he shouldn't play in the game. Like one that's kind game? of a negative thing. I mean, this is a topic I wasn't expecting to get into, but that's kind of where the hot take, first take culture kind of took a turn for the worse because they kind of slowly, and this is there's more shows than that now. There's mm-hmm. you know however many debate shows but you know there were takes there were hot takes maybe but they had points behind it and there were more nuance now it seems like even skip you know i'm just going by what i see on twitter they're very clearly like just amping up these topics and like going to the 10th degree you know kind of like nick Wright with his lebron thing like that's not an average sports conversation you're gonna have with someone who you know knows sports no one's gonna just like I'll put it like this. This is the only era I've ever seen that's like openly like, well, just like, oh, Jordan. Like, none of those rings matter. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, no one said that up until probably five years ago, really. It's the only time I can, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. people respected it. I feel Kobe, like. I don't want to remember, but like, Kobe had he lived. Like, that's what people were just going to. Rest in peace, Kobe, by the way. One year anniversary yesterday. Crazy um, to think that it's already a year. Unbelievable. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. But um, that's what people were already starting to do with Kobe before he passed was like, just. Just completely discrediting his whole career. Like, and we're two people who personally, we give Kobe, quote unquote, more hate than like other, not that more hate, but we kind of, people have him in like a higher before, lore than we do. Before Kobe passed, yeah, I was probably someone who might have had arguments against Kobe before that. And my main argument would be like the five rings. And I was thinking about this today, actually. It's kind of stupid, but it's kind of real. Like those Shaq rings. Shaq was the guy, right? Like, Kobe mm-hmm. was number two. But at the same time, that was still Kobe fucking Bryant as your number two guy. Like, mm-hmm. he was a big part of it. But Shaq was the main guy. Shaq was the franchise guy. Shaq was the MVP of the league. Shaq mm-hmm. was, you know, kind of the face of the league at that point. Um, whereas Kobe's second, would have two. been his second, yeah, his second two rings, his last two. Mm-hmm. He was the focal point, you know, and yeah. he was the face of the league. And, uh, you know, Bron, Bron had a chance to get to the finals against him and he just wasn't ready he was getting beat Mm -hmm. by better teams his shooting wasn't there this and that like that's all part of the league you know but uh yeah and it just that that culture i don't know 
like I said, you can kind of attribute it to First Take and all these other shows. Kind of, you see it, like, even through James Harden's career. People like that. Like, people just so quick to, like, Giannis is actually, that's the one I want to bring up. Giannis is going to be another one. They already are. Like, I see so many people being like, oh, all Giannis does is run and jump and dunk, which is, you know, kind of a valid claim at this point because it doesn't seem like he's really improved his game over the last two seasons to now. But that's a a conversation for Mm -hmm. later. But regardless, he's still a back-to-back MVP. He's still... His offense plays at a historic rate, like a historic rate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he was just the rating MVP and defensive player of the year. That hasn't happened since Michael Jordan. Yeah, like like it's... That tells you how good this guy is automatically. Is he relying on on athleticism? Sure. LeBron was at some point, too. LeBron was obviously more skilled all around, but, you know... Zion's Zion's relying on athleticism now. Like, a lot of Russell Westbrook early in his career relied on a lot of athleticism. Derrick Rose didn't rely on it, but Derrick Rose had more game. Had a little more game, but But Derrick Rose still... The fact, if you're more athletic than everybody else in the court, I hope you're relying on the fact that you're athletic than most everyone else in the court. Like, if Giannis goes... If the Bucks have the one seed in the East, and they're... Like considerably the one seed like before because I think they're coming off like 67 win seasons correct um like they've had some high they're coming off seasons. they're coming off I think back to back 60s I think so, something like that if they're considerably higher than like you know the Celtics Sixers which I don't think they will be I think the East will be pretty close for the right now part. they're a third and um you know if he were coming off the one seed and another MVP this year and it was the same like he he got bounced because he can't shoot and people were giving him the Rondo Ben Simmons treatment mm-hmm. he absolutely deserves that hate but like you know, he's still in a rarefied air. Like, there's not many people. I don't think he's even 26 yet, right? He might he's be 26. A, he's about there. Like, it's and he's already off two MVPs in a Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's just uh, he is 26. Born 26. Uh, just turned 26 in December. So yeah, I mean, if he continues this trend of to where it looks like he really hasn't worked on his game, um, then yeah, bring him. After this postseason run, he deserves all that hate. Because believe me, Braun got it, especially after the finals. But Braun got it in those years we thought he was going to face Kobe. His last, mm-hmm. his last uh, Cavaliers days. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people like to go back now and say, like, oh, he clearly didn't have enough help. That's probably true. But at the same time, like, there was plenty of people who were picking against the Celtics with the cat. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's plenty of people who thought the reigning MVP was going to win. You that's know? the hindsight of it all. It sucks because, like... You, and it's not like we thought that because it was just LeBron. Like, no, we saw how they played during the year. Like, yeah. they looked like they had a formula, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, when you look at teams and you're like, oh, wow, they could win this series, and you choose someone to win the series, and they mm-hmm. don't, and then you say they don't have enough help, it's like, you knew what they had going into the series. Mm-hmm. They just didn't play well. Was the other team better? Sure. Does he need people? Sure. But, like, and it's don't not pick like these, him to win the series. if it. These series were six-game series. That's exactly what I was going to be my next point. Competitive six-game series with the Celtics. Not like it was a, it's not like it was a route. Like, um, these are six-game, tough, hard-nosed series that they, LeBron just didn't come up on top of. There was happens. the year they lost to the Orlando Magic in 09. Mm-hmm. I remember I had a bet with you about that because I picked LeBron to win. LeBron went off. That's when you can definitely say without a doubt he had no help because he went the fuck off that series and there was really no answer. And it was part of Stan Van Gundy's game plan at the time. He was coaching the Magic. It was literally just pick and roll, spread them out, shoot threes. A lot of what we see now with Dwight Howard as the centerpiece, him and Jameer yeah, doing that, the pick and roll. Um, that was how the Atlanta Hawks actually beat the Magic like the next year in the playoffs. Is they pretty much they were let like, Dwight Howard I was going to say, they thing. were like, okay, Dwight, that's, Dwight had historic numbers during that series. He's like averaged like 
30 and, and like 15 and close off they were just shooters. like hey we're not gonna let them shoot dwight howard can get twos we're just gonna play defense and, and then, that's pretty much what they did with lebron they didn't let him pass they let him go one-on-one from the top of the key boom the next year when they faced the celtics celtics were obviously the better team but game five game five lebron is at home i think he gets his mvp I forget if he gets his MVP earlier that series or before game five. Mm-hmm. So what ends up being his last home game in Cleveland, look up the stats. Go look up the stats right now if you can. Because it was basically what you're going to see the next year in the finals against the Mavs where LeBron just no-shows, right? Yes. Um, uh, which game are you looking at? So this would have been... We can 2010 kind of Celtics. 2010 game five Eastern Conference semifinals. Eastern Conference semifinals. What's LeBron's box score that game? LeBron's box score. And I think score. it's 2-2 two, two at this point, game five. 2-2, two, two, game five. Yeah, so just kind of like what he did in the NBA Finals. He averaged like 16-9-7 and seven in the NBA Finals the year afterward. And for LeBron, for Draymond, that's cool. For LeBron James, <laughs> yeah. no. But 15.7 rebounds, six assi- or seven assists, six rebounds, three or four team from the floor, played 41 minutes. Yeah. Almost 42 minutes against the Celtics in a 120 to 88 route. This is coming off, I think, a really good game from LeBron in game three. Definitely game four. three. I don't remember game four. It's, game, I think four game four was a Rondo game with mm. the behind the back. That was a great series. Rondo played his ass off that series. <laughs> playoff he was unbelievable. Rondo. Yeah, playoff Rondo is true. Um, but yeah, it's. But yeah, and LeBron got all kinds of hate, especially the year after. 2011, he got more hate. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but you're, you're um, kind of seeing that for like. For Giannis, when Giannis would never put up that type of game. And I, that's not to put down LeBron, because LeBron's way past all this in his career. Oh, yeah. But you don't see Giannis getting those kind of stat lines in big games, and people are still, like, piling it on him. Mm. It's because he's not winning. Because that's, I was gonna say, as you're saying, that's the era. Uh, just because you brought it up, LeBron averaged 38, 8, and 8 in the Magic series. Yep. 38, yeah. 8, and 8, which is phenomenal. <laughs> Stupid. But... Like I was thinking just barely how we were talking about it. What someone like Tracy McGrady? I don't know how much he got. Ki- did he get killed in the media for not winning in the playoffs? Because I yes feel and like, no. Because they, they like, kind of disregarded him in the Kobe aspect mm. because he definitely had as much game as Kobe and was oh, definitely as. I mean, Kobe got eighty one in the game, but, but yeah, offensively talented. T Mac might even have more just because of his size and mm-hmm. his passing ability. So. I'm not going to say he's outright more talented than Kobe, but I mean, he was if there. anybody was, it was T-Mac, right? Or Vince Carter early on, but he yeah, just v- decided Vince to had not. that bounce. Vince had that easy game to him. But yeah, he just didn't have, you know, that Mamba mentality, as they would say. But like, I feel and, like uh, Tracy McGrady would have been absolutely demolished in today's game more than he was back in the day. I could be wrong. I could be I wrong because I was a little younger. But thing I know with T-Mac where he got a little bit of a pass was Grant Hill, who was you know, a superstar of that era just caught the injury bug right around the time he mm-hmm. signed with uh, the, Magic. the Magic. And it never really popped off for him. Because if you go look at T-Mac's supporting cast all those years, it was nobody. I think his second best player was Mike Miller a lot of those times. Mm-hmm. Where it was supposed to be Grant Hill, and this is crazy to think about, it was at one time going to be T-Mac, Grant Hill, and Tim Duncan. was supposed to be the big three. And I think Pop convinced Tim Duncan to come back to San Antonio at the last moment, that summer 2000. So that changes a lot of people's careers if, you know, Grant Hill stays healthy and Tim Duncan goes to Orlando. 
We would have seen the Lakers play the Magic in the championship game like three straight years. It would have been what we saw with like the Warriors Cavs just back in the day, probably. It seems that way. It seems like that way. Ju- I mean, obviously, just because like the East was good, but like they had the Pacers were solid, the Sixers were good, but like Tim Duncan, Grant Hill, and T Mac are getting through whatever team came out and played the Lakers. Or if T Mac even just stays in a. In Toronto. Oh my God! Have they played in Toronto. Him and Vince could have been Vin? like, you know, Jordan Pippen 2.0, or what you're seeing now with Jalen and Jason, like two scoring wings. The way T Mac developed, which was rapidly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, T Mac. T Mac. If he T Mac had bad luck in his career, is really yeah. what it boils down to. Because he was. People, I don't say he's someone that no one really that like this generation. I'll say of people who watch have watched basketball from kind of like 2010 on mm-hmm. they don't really know about T-Mac and how phenomenal he was like he was out of this world phenomenal like he just he could do whatever he wanted to offensively like they Absolutely. only know him they only really know him for the 13 and 35 that he scored like 13 points in 35 seconds yeah. that he scored like that's really all they really know about T-Mac or they kind of looked into like he just as talented as anybody else in the league at that time. Like, he could do whatever he wanted to scoring-wise. Yeah. I, like, I would say, I, you know. And yeah, he was, up when he needed to. Yeah, good defender. Wasn't a slouch on defense. But, yeah, I would say slightly more talented than Kobe as far as his natural ability. Mm-hmm. Um, but, obviously, Kobe got the most out of their career. And only slightly because of the wingspan and, and the height and his playmaking ability. Like, he was unselfish in every bit of good of a scorer as Kobe. Kobe had probably more hot streak in him. As eighty one would show you, yeah, or as the, like the two weeks straight averaging like over a two week period averaging fifty was it? Yeah, Kobe. He, he was just something. Different. Kobe's scoring runs, and you know, while we're giving this little Kobe appreciation, you know, Kobe, Kobe is the last player I can remember, like as far as a perimeter scorer who really could just go on those type of runs like you Harden did it I guess what a year ago or a year or two yeah, ago? Harden, he was, Harden did was, it differently because he got to the line so much which Kobe and Mike did too but they were they got to the line off attacking it really seemed like and this is not to diminish James Harden but it really seemed like he was more gaming the officials you know what I mean yeah he he wasn't like go back and watch some of these Kobe games and it's just like you know it's some stretches of a straight jumpers defended you know over over you know two defenders at some mm-hmm. point you know what I mean like he's just making shots Steph and Clay they get to that point and it's a little different with three point shooting they're the only ones I would say go off like that they don't do it in streaks per se but they definitely do it in spurts yeah, Kobe you know put mean? together 45 48 50 45 41 back to back then he had a stretch of 37 51 37 81 30 39 and 40 like just like and those are just some the of amount the amount of energy you have to have to even pull that off it's just and that's a, it's insane and speaking of no one that's with smush parker yeah that's with <laughs> like <laughs> kwame brown Kwam, smush parker like, and uh, chris mim yeah like yeah they, he yeah, after Shaq left, it was rough. Lamar Odom. Lamar, I was gonna say, I'm, Lamar was his only other like. And was good Lamar even there until, in 0506? Was he a rookie? Yeah, that he year? was. No, oh, Lamar. Was he, he, Lamar came in the league in like 2000, 2001. Was Lamar, he? Yeah, because he, he got oh, traded. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he was yeah, on yeah, the Dwayne right. Wade team. Yes, yes. Yeah. Dwayne Wade's rookie year, and then he got traded yes, to the Lakers. Right. Yes. Um, yes. but Lamar, I started. I'm gonna watch because I've never actually watched the 81 point game. Like I've seen the highlights. And I don't know, this is just me. 
I remember exactly when it happened. I you bet you can look this up. I bet it was a Sunday afternoon when this happened, January twenty second, two thousand six, right? And I remember vividly going into my room where my TV was, and I saw that Kobe had eighty one, and I'm I, my reaction to it was like, yeah. as if he scored sixty. You know, I was so not surprised that he had eighty one. And then you'd kind of, it was one of those things where you just see the highlights over and over and over, and it doesn't really have like that iconic moment in mm-hmm. it. So it all just kind of just looks, I don't know. But I caught it the other day, and they were down like 12 in the second quarter. Yeah, they, and uh, he so needed he, to score that. He needed like, to score anyway. I'm going to go like watch the rest of it. It was 122 it. to 104, the ending score, but that was a lot of, like in the third quarter, they won, they uh, 42 to 22, and then 31 to 19 in the fourth. Like, so. He needed to get to that point where the eight, where the eighty-one actually. I watched mattered. like I watched like the last two minutes of that game, or the first half, and then the last, I think the first two or three minutes of the first or second half. Sorry, and uh, Lamar Odom went to the line and he had zero points at that point in the second half. Mm-hmm. So who his second best player was had gave him zero at that point. Yeah. So yeah, and then after that, I'm gonna finish the rest of the game and see what happens. It was a Sunday. Was he? Look, my memory's great. Um, it, was, it was a Sunday, yep. So yeah, I'm really interested to go back and watch how it really unfolded, because I've seen the highlights, and it just, I don't know, it doesn't do it justice, I guess, because I've never really been interested to go back, obviously, until mm-hmm. his untimely passing. Um, um, rest like, in peace to him and Gianna again, because... And the other seven on that. And the, the other seven on that, on the helicopter. But um, Yeah, I was going to say, Lamar Odom loss. had eight, what ten, and seven. Smush had 13... Kwame Brown had three points and ten rebounds. Chris Mim had twelve points, eight rebounds. Like the bench, gave, Sasha Vujicic gave him a three, and Brian Cook, Brian <laughs> gave Cook, him, that's a name, gave him tough eight, a tough eight minutes and up two points, three rebounds and an assist. And that's then Kobe put up eighty-one, six and two. <laughs> 28 of 46, 61%, 7 of 13 from 3, 54%, 18 of 20 from the line, which is 90%. Just phenomenal. Sometimes I feel like you almost, just because it's the regular season, people don't like value it as much. We lose sight of how like all the great feats that happen in the regular season. Like, go back, just go back and look at any historic player that you've heard. Like, just pick a name, like whether it's Hakeem, Shaq, anybody, and just Bird, go pick a random ass, like. January, February, March, early season, whenever. Just pick a random ass game out of the regular season and go on like basketball reference. And just mm-hmm. look at it, look at a stat line. Even better, go look at their playoff games because that's when they're getting the majority of the minutes and when yeah. they need it. And look at some of these ridiculous ass box scores. It's kind of like even like LeBron the other night, kind of going off for twenty one in the fourth quarter. Like we mm-hmm. like things like that. Like we just come numb to it. But like we need to appreciate things like that more. Steph sixty two, Bradley Beal putting up like those things are so hard to do these are some yeah. of the, these are the greatest athletes in the world but those things are so hard to do and we just kind of i think look just at it like term. oh wow that's except put up 62 tonight it's just like it's like watch what he's doing like Shit. this is crazy what I, they're doing i think just the term professional athletes is become underrated like i don't think people it is professional <laughs> athletes like you know what i mean it is like we'll say like obviously we'll be like ah oh, man uh Blaine Gabbert's not a good quarterback. Like he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. He's still one of the fifty best pass throwers in the entire world. Like yeah. that. Like that's still like how it go. Like he yeah, may exactly. be terrible in the. He not terrible. He may be bad for the NFL standpoint. 
just because he's going up against other greats, but he's still one of the, I'll even stretch it out to 100, just he's still one of the 100 best throwers of a football in the entire, give or take, in the entire world. So it's like, so he's still in the upper, like, 0.6% of people for athletes. He's just bad when it, he's just not as good when it comes to NFL players. Yeah. Which is, uh, we like we take it for granted. It's like, oh, man, he's not great. It's like, oh, well, you're yeah. never going to go out there and do that. Like, LaMelo Ball at 19 is putting up 12, 4, and 4, 5. Like, that's fun. He's 19. Yeah, for most cases across sports, in any of those leagues, every player that should be there is there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Other than, like, something happened off the field yeah. or off the field, off the court. For some reason, they just weren't able to get, the, like, certain things cannot line up. So, but 98% of the talent that should be in those respective leagues are in those respective leagues. It's not like the other people who made it who might not be as athletically gifted. They're there for a reason. Yeah, it's, not <laughs> like, your, it's not your high school basketball team like where yeah. someone makes the team because of politics. Like In the NBA, you're going to make the <laughs> NBA because you're going to make the NBA or whatever league you're talking All about. All of them were the best player in like their respective state or region. I won't, you know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of thing. Like These guys were all ridiculous. They had to be. Regardless of how they look as a 12th man in this, this yeah. and that. But um, all right. So yeah, that's all we have for today. You get some, uh, get some football talk, basketball talk, some music talk. Mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever. But this was Kyle Keenan, Warner Brothers Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Warner Brothers Podcast. We'll be back soon. Be safe, y'all.